Des Bishop, what's going on, my friend? How you doing? I see you rocking the California shirt. You're a California guy, born and raised. Were you a big sports guy growing up besides football? Anything else? Um, not really. You know, uh, basketball a little bit, a little bit of boxing, but just like the main, you know, Tyson, you know, the big names. Um, you know, truly a Niners fan, though, through and through. And who are you guys growing up in? Uh, Lee Woodall, but, you know, Jerry Rice, uh, Montana, Steve Young, that whole crew, uh, John Taylor, um, uh, uh, Ken Norton. Ronnie Lott, you're a defensive guy. How about Ronnie Lott? Ronnie Lott, Merton Hanks. Ronnie Lott was a little bit before, like, my time of, like, truly watching. But, yeah, like that 94 Dion, when Dion came over to the Niners, like, yeah, like the, the, the glory day. And Des, here's what I don't get. And we're going to talk about your entire career. California, I'm a New York guy. California guys, Texas guys, they're always heavily recruited. You have the size. You had no off-the-field issues. You were a stud high school player. Why not heavily recruited out of high school? Uh, man, that's a good question. Um, once I, you know, got established and I talked to some scouts, you know, later in my career, I was like, hey, man, I was, I was a stud coming out of high school. Like, what, what happened? Like, what, you know, what's up with Fairfield? It's like, you know... We didn't really know Fairfield had any talent. It was like the Bay Area and Sacramento. So Fairfield was like a spot where we just kind of, you know, pumped gas and, you know, stopped to get gas and get snacks for the rest of the drive, you know. So um, I think I just went under the radar. Now, did you get offers come out of school or no? Nah. No, really? I, I had one. Yeah, I had one to Reno. It was like a gray shirt. Okay. Like gray shirt. I mean, they really wasn't sure if they was going to give me a scholarship or not. Um, but that didn't end up working out. So you, you went to JUCO and the truth, a lot of guys who go to JUCO, just pick a JUCO school, but you went to San Fran and that's an elite JUCO school, right? Is that why you chose it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, they were, they were always good. I remember going to a couple games when I was younger. Um, my dad actually went there. A lot of my family, my uncle, two uncles. So, um, the head coach was actually my dad's head coach when he played he went to city. So. The connection was, it was easy. And now you went to Juco and you bowled out all American first team, everything MVP and stuff getting recruited out of Juco. Is it the same as in high school? Are you going on recruiting visits? Are they, how's that process? Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, I guess in theory, what it's like to get recruited in high school, cause I wouldn't really, know. <laughs> <laughs> but I, so I assume so, but yeah, it was, it was the whole, you know, going to visits and, you know, the coaches come to your house and sit in your living room and, convince your grandma they're going to take care of you and all of that stuff uh so yeah no nah, it was it was it was it was it was a good experience in a sense that it was like oh man i'm finally getting some recognition um the recognition that i feel like i deserve so that part of it was good but i actually i actually one of my regret i, I don't really have any regrets but i kind of wish that i i would have went on, on my recruiting trips on all of them because i went to my usc one and I want to go to the Oklahoma. I want to go to Florida. Um, those are the two main ones that I, I really want to go and like get that experience, you know, that, you know, people talk about, you know, usually at the high school players get, but I don't know, like serendipity happened and it messed me all up. Yeah. But don't you want to get wined and dined by everybody? That's what yeah, I, I did. I did. I wanted to get that. I want to see what it was like, see the facility, all of that. But, um, you know, I, I think serendipity kind of just, kind of kind of made his way into into this into the equation and and, and you know I mean who am I to uh, try to get in serendipity's way so you know it is what it is 
Yeah, thank you, Mike. And hey, Des, and congratulations on your career. And, and thank you for taking some questions. So just, I have two young sons. They both ball. Uh, one, one plays lacrosse. One is a huge Packers fan like I am. And uh, he plays defense. He's an edge rusher at the end, you know, for high school. He's a freshman. He had a great year. What what is your advice for someone that that, that would want to go to college, maybe get the scholarship? What should he be doing now at his age, 15 years old, young, besides studying, staying in school? I get all that. But how does he get noticed? How does he get those calls that that obviously you just spoke about that you didn't get? Two things. One thing one thing is like, you know, a lot of the recruiting uh, websites and huddle. And, you know, you can, you know, make your highlights and put it on, you know, social media. Now you got Instagram, Twitter. Right. So he can kind of pub himself, um, you know, there, um, you know, get his highlights on. But I think um, uh, most importantly, he should be uh, learning about diet, learning about how to eat right, eat better proteins and all of that and lifting and and running and maybe even doing like a cross sport. Um, you know, to, to just get all of his movements um, as sharp as possible. Um, but yeah, he should definitely be working hard, you know, bes- besides all of the, you know, the, you know, pumping your emails and, you know, sh- shooting coaches emails and all of that stuff, that stuff works, but just be focusing on getting better. Like who's, you know, who's the top guys out there? How do I compete with them? Like, wh- how do I look like those guys? And if I don't, what do I need to do to, 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 to look like that. Like, you know, who's the number one recruit at my position. Okay. Oh, he's fast. All right. How do I, you know, uh, um, level the playing field with that. Gotcha. So even at that age, that, that freshman high school age, Uh, Um, it it wasn't like that before, you know, before it was kind of like, I I think maybe freshman, you kind of start lifting weights and, you know, now it's, everything is like so specialized and, you know, kids got trainers and, I'm guilty of it. Like my son is seven. He he doesn't play. He played flag football, um, but uh, he plays basketball and he already has like trainers, you know, coming, dribbling, learning moves. Um, you know, it's just that's that's the that's the only way to really stay competitive. Like and so, yeah, 15. Yeah, it's time to go. It's time to to ramp it up. Yeah, that's a great point. So the specialization, though, at at, at the younger ages there's, I guess there's pros and cons to it, right? Do you stick with one sport? You mentioned try something else to cross sport. He, you know, he should be doing something else, whether it be track or, or, or lacrosse or running or, or whatever, you know, piques his interest. Right. Yeah, I, I think so. Not, not so much in a sense that like, it's like a plan B unless you like got some like special skill um, outside of whatever your sport is. I just mean like, if you can, if as a pass rusher, you need footwork, right? You need bursts, you need uh, hand-eye coordination, right? You need timing. Like, I don't see why playing basketball and just learning how to, you know, move your body and because you know what I'm saying it's kind of the same, um, some of the same movements. And maybe not even if it's not basketball, like maybe lacrosse or maybe just track, just to you know keep your speed up, but. But I, I think it's important to have like some other sport that's helping you with your main sport. Even if it's like a lot of D linemen, um, they do um, Kung Fu, you know, they do karate. So they know how to work with their hands and, 
you know, stuff like that. And, and I mean, you know, 15 is young to right. like, you know, start doing all of this stuff, but I mean, how far, how, you know, somebody out there doing it. <laughs> so like, sure. Somebody's doing yeah. it. And, and then somebody probably has some freaking freak of nature, six, five, 300, you know, they don't, you know, you gotta, you gotta level the playing field somehow. So I don't know. That's just my take on it. Well, that makes a lot of sense. Thank you. So now getting back to recruiting and it, it is interesting. You just gave the advice that to try other sports and yet you were a big football guy. Now you're two years into the college game. And I know it's between USC and Cal, you being such a competitor, was it hard going to Cal and seeing, I'm sorry, USC and seeing Reggie Bush, Matt Lonhart and those guys and not go there? Because that was like the number one team in the country. Yeah, yeah. No, nah, it was, it was, it, I was already, I was, I was dead set. Like I was like, I don't even need to take these other, other visits. So you were like, going to USC, you were going to be a Trojan. Oh, yeah, for sure. It was, it was, it was, it was a no brainer. Um, but, um, um, before I, before I went to USC, before I went on my trip, uh, a good buddy, good buddies of mine who were on my team were going all going to Cal. And they was just like, Hey, we're going to Cal. And at the time, like, you know, I wasn't heavily recruited. I, I didn't really know of colleges. I didn't know. So I had no idea Cal Berkeley even really existed. Like I didn't, you know, I knew, you know, you know, what to play, you know, Cal Stanford, but I don't really, I just, I don't know. USC is like, you know, all I know, I don't even know who USC play. Like I just, I didn't, I didn't know Pac-10. Like I didn't okay, know okay. Olivia's. Um, but um, before I was going to um, USC on my, on my trip and I was going to commit, um, my buddy was like, Hey, we all going to Cal. We all going to Cal. Let's all go to Cal and go. They got this player, this player. They going, we going to stay home and we going to ball. We're going to be USC. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Whatever. <laughs> they got Reggie Bush, Lindale White, Matt Liner. Jared, uh, Dwayne, Jared, I'm like, oh yeah, I'm going to SC. It's, it's, it's cracking. Like it's, it's no way. So I go on my, on my trip and, uh, Ken Norton actually, right. Who my, who I looked up to as the linebacker coach. So I'm like, this is, this is a dream come true. Um, so we had dinner like the night before the game. And, uh, you know, he asked me about like, he's like, do you have a girlfriend or anything? And I was like, uh, yeah, you know, I have a girlfriend. He was like, what, you know, what does she do? What, what, you know, what's up with her? I was like, oh, she goes to Cal. And, and so I used to be on Cal's campus cause she went there and I would go and eat there and you know, like hang out. Okay. Not oblivious to the football team. Um, and so my buddies was going to Cal. And then, so I'm at dinner, uh, uh, you know, Ken or asked, I'm like, yeah, my girl, she goes to Cal. He was like, Cal, Cal Burke. He's like, why are you even on this trip with us, man? You know you you going to Cal. Like, why are you wasting our time? Like, and I was like, I'm not going to Cal. Like, I'm I'm here. Like, I'm I'm a Trojan. Like, yeah. and uh, and so I thought that was kind of weird. So then the next day was the game. Guess who they were playing? <laughs> okay, so now Cal's playing USC. Yeah, Cal playing USC. I'm on my trip, so now I'm like, all right, let me check out. Everybody keep talking about this Cal, like. Who are who are they? Aaron Rodgers at quarterback, Marshawn Lynch at running. I was like, oh, I'm going to Cal. So so this is how I knew at the end it was a close game. I'm a I'm an underdog guy. So my heart really was like, oh, I'm going for Cal at the end of the game. Like everybody jumping for USC. I'm like, oh. and I'm like, oh, I was like, I can't. How can I? How can I go to USC now? Like it's I'm tainted. Like I, I Cal just spoke to me. Like and wow. I went to Cal. I never took any of my other trips. I just, it was, it was done. 
Now, I actually checked. The year you went to Cal, you guys were 8-4. and four. All four losses came to top 25 teams. You had Beast Mode in the backfield. Finish yeah. this sentence and be honest. If Aaron Rodgers stays that final <laughs> year, what's your record? Because you guys were 8-4. and four. What's your record if Aaron Rodgers stays that last year? Um, you know, I would say uh, we, we'd have probably lost a game because it's hard to win all of them, you mm-hmm. know. So we'd have lost a game along the way, but we had won a national championship. Now, let me get this. Now, you're playing uh, Cal two years, and now you can go on now, and there's mock drafts till 2026. You know, there's a 1,000 sites of mock drafts. There wasn't that many back in 05 and 06. Truthfully, Des, when do you start looking, Googling, Lycos, whatever, and seeing mock drafts and seeing where you're going to go? Oh, man, see, I wish I had, like, a cool story of wondering that. Like, remember, I was so – kind of oblivious to the game, like the oh. college recruiting. I didn't even go on my other trips. I just kind of went to Cal. So I, I didn't really, I didn't really know. I thought it was just kind of that stuff would kind of all just take care of itself. If I play well, then I would be somewhere high in the draft, somewhere respectable. Like, you know, that's, that's all I, that's all I knew. So, um, so I got an agent and he was like, you know, you might go somewhere between sixth round to undrafted. And, it was a shock to me. I'm like, wait, no, 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 no. This is like, I play, I play good football. Like it's the same thing. I did it in high school. Then I go be the, you know, uh, the number one recruited defensive player in Juco. Then I go to Cal and I'm like, oh, this is happening again. Where if you just cut on the film and you just know football, fo- football to football, like, come on, man, I'm first round. Like I'm fir- I'm, I'm up there. Like Patrick Willett, like cut on the film, watch it, film, play for play. Let's watch. And so I, I'm thinking like, oh, that's what gets and it's other, you know, it's 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 human error too in judging. I mean, that's how you get some guys in the first round and end up a bus. Like, so um, you know, I just I, I I didn't I didn't know about that process. So I didn't know if I was drafted when my agent said sixth round. I'm, I'm thinking like, oh my God, that, that can't be true. I know somebody gonna cut on this film and be like, out the blue, Des Bishop up there in a respectable, you know, spot. And that just that that didn't end up being the case, but I didn't know about all of the mock draft and all of that. Oh. I didn't know look. Now, Des, I love draft day stories. I'm obsessed with the draft. I'll watch the any hockey's the only sport I don't watch. I'm still gonna watch a draft. Where were you in 06 watching the draft? How do you get the phone call? Who are you with? What's the reaction? Give it to me. Um, you know, I, I heard about stories, and I think my agent even warned me of he's like, don't throw no big old parties and all of that <laughs> stuff. But you know, I got a, I got a big family. Um, you know, super proud family, and um, I, that I, you know, obviously they're my they're my family, so they watch me, so they they know, they know. So I'm like, I might go six running, like nah, nah, nah. Just have faith, like this, you know, because you know they watch. So uh, I was in Sacramento. I think my family we lived in Sacramento at the time, and uh, we was all downstairs watching the draft, and I'm, you know, first. First round, second round go by. I think it was like a two day, third round go by. Um, I think it was like the next day. Um, my some, some family fell off, but some most family came back and we why everybody was watching. I think right around the fourth round, I got like I got discouraged. I went upstairs. It was like, you know, I don't know, guys I never even heard of getting drafted, linebackers getting drafted in front of me. I was I was angry. Uh so I go upstairs. I kind of forget, I get distracted. I kind of forget about it. I for, kind of kind of forget that it was on. And then um, I get a phone call and uh, it was, it was from Green Bay. I was upstairs in my, I think I'm, 
my little brother's room or something. And, um, you know, I answered the phone, um, you know, and uh, I guess the rest is history. You're a California guy. You didn't even go on all your recruiting trips. You said you didn't go to Florida. You didn't go to Texas. You didn't go to Oklahoma. You know, the Golden State kid, give me a first impression. Now, we know this as Green Bay is football town, title town, USA. Right. Describe going to Green Bay for the first time. It's shell shock for you. Um, when did I, I don't, it didn't, it didn't shell shock me going to Green Bay. Uh, the first, well, the weather did eventually once it got to winter, but, um, you know, I, the only memory I had of really Green Bay is the, 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 uh, Niners, you know, them and the Niners, you know, going at it, Brett Favre, um, but honestly, I didn't know where Green Bay was. So I had to Google. I'm like, where is Green Bay? I'm like, they're like, Wisconsin. I'm like, I must have missed Geography Day because I don't even know if I heard of Wisconsin before. <laughs> so, so, Des, take me to this now. You're a rookie. Obviously, the Packer fans, they know every person drafted. You can get a free agent. The Packer guys can know who they are. Right. You're a confident dude, but you're a six-round pick, 192nd overall. You walk into the locker room. And now I know offense and defense are split up, but you got Charles Woodson on defense, legend. You got Brett Favre, Donald Driver. Do you go around introducing yourself and give me your first time you met Brett Favre? Nah, definitely don't go around introduce. I was just trying to blend in, you know. Um, <clears throat> um, Charles Woodson actually was my, you know, one of my favorite players growing up as I got older. Um you know, I even had his jersey, you know. Um, uh, I think the first time I, I met Brett Favre, you know, I wonder, like, where is he? Like, well, I want to see him. Like, I don't know. Like, you kind of, you know, starstruck. So, but I'd never seen him. I, like, the first couple of days I hadn't seen him. And then uh, it was one, it was in the morning. I think we were getting, like, um, getting breakfast. And it's, like, you know, a line. So, I, I can, you know how sometimes you're in line and you can sense you holding up the line. And I'm, like, debating on what I want to get. The guy in front of me is already going, and I'm like, oh, wait, I'm kind of – I'm being slow right now. So I look over, and there's Brett Favre, like, kind of getting impatient. I like, hurry up. And I was like, oh, shoot. I need to just grab whatever and <laughs> got out the way. But that was kind of like my first uh, experience with him. I was like, I hope he didn't see that I was nervous just now. <laughs> Des, oh, go ahead, go ahead, Bill. Hey, Des, so uh, I've actually been to Lambeau, and I went to see a Packers game. There we uh, we flew out of uh, Kennedy here in New York. I landed in Chicago, rented a car, drove, spent the weekend. It was a Sunday game against the Bucks. Uh, Aaron Rodgers actually was out because he had broken his collarbone that year, so he didn't even play. But it was a December game, right? So you figure freezing cold. I brought everything: snow pants, boots, hats, hand warmers, you name it. I had I had a whole suitcase of like snow gear. We got there, it was 55 degrees at kickoff, 55. So you mentioned the weather, you yeah. know, like, and I know when you guys, when you guys, when you got your rank, you know, you had the road games, but I'm sure, I know that you played there January, February. What is it really like that cold? And is it the 12th, is it the real 12th man? Um, you know, I think so. Um, <clears throat> in a in a in a in a weird kind of way, right? Because, or and I, I maybe I can I'm just speaking for myself, but like you never get used to the cold. Like <laughs> the player, like the Packer, we never get used to the cold. But we just realize that the other team think we do. 
<laughs> and so they like these dudes are used to it so we come out no sleeves like you know like yeah we do this all the time and i think it just gives us a little bit of a psychological advantage so um in that sense i think the 12 man the 12 man is real it's probably the 13th man um because the fans you know also you know yeah. the best. you know we were we were anticipating a freezing the freezing cold and obviously we went there it was 55 degrees 55. In that wasn't bad huh <laughs> no it wasn't bad at all we were just like you know after we dropped 300 dollars in jerseys in a swag store you know that that's all we wore but uh, uh it, it was a great time i'm just yeah. you know so curious i mean i remember watching tennessee go there last year and then you know with derrick henry and you know, in the snow with AJ Dillon and the cold and the freezing uh, field and all that. Yeah, I was just that. curious. Like, after playing there, you know, for the years that you did, you know, did you ever get used to it? No, nah, you don't get used to it. It's hard. You know, it's hard. Like, um, but like I said, like we understand. Like, hey, they think they they think we used to it. Let's go. <laughs> like, um, but it's hard though. It's tough. And then you can see it. I mean, you can see it when you see teams go up up to Lambeau in those late in the years, like it's hard to win. It, I, and I, I don't even know if this is accurate or not. I, I just thought of it, but you know, New York get kind of cold and I feel like New York, you know, can come and they come, they beat us back in the, in the day. You know, That's I right. think they were a bit used to it, but if you get like a dome team or a Southern team, like it's just, it's hard to adjust. It's hard to adjust for them mentally and physically. It's hard. When you look at last year when, when Brady and the Bucks went up there, all right. So Brady played New England was freezing there. The guy used to wear a scuba suit when, mm-hmm. when he played in the snow. Then he goes up to Lambeau. And I think that day I, was, I remember I was watching the pregame on TV and the guy's walking around with his jacket. It's open. The sun is shining. And I'm like, shit, why doesn't it just snow? Like, where's the <laughs> wind? Why can't they freeze this guy? You know, he's, like, <laughs> he's out there taking pictures with his kids, you know, on the <laughs> line before the game. And then boom, you know. They yeah. clean. They clean. They clean their clock. Uh, right. <laughs> Des, you mentioned the cold. Were you a rookie that famous Giants game, the Giants playoff game, the NFC Championship game? Were you a rookie on that team? Yeah, I was a rookie. Yeah. Did rookie you? The Giants go on to win the Super Bowl. Did you hmm. realize how close you are? Like, listen, it sounds silly, NFC Championship game, but did you say, okay, I'll be back here again soon? I'm a rookie, NFC Championship, or did it like, holy crap, we were a game away from the Super Bowl? Um. Nah, it never really, it never really dawned on me too much. Does that sound? Yeah, I hear that sound. You said it you didn't impact you because you were a rookie. You didn't realize like the uh, the importance yeah, of it. Yeah, no, nah, I didn't really realize the importance of it. And I think probably because just personally, I didn't feel, I didn't feel involved in. You know, I was on special teams. You know, mm-hmm. I think I probably had like twelve tackles. I didn't, I didn't feel, you know, involved. So even if we would have went to the Super Bowl, I, obviously I'd have been excited and stuff. But I wouldn't, it wouldn't have. It wouldn't really did too too much for me. Like I, I you know, I, I don't know if I don't know if that's bad. That's just no, 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 like, you're honest. Now, you know what I'm saying? Like, let, let's get back to Green Bay, Des. <laughs> Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow just came out and he's like, the reason the Bengals have no COVID cases is because there's no way to go at night. We're all just chilling. Green Bay, remember Cali guy, party guy and stuff. Go to Green Bay. Where do you live? Is there any nightlife for the players, or is it kind of boring there? Um, so. All right. Once again, like in college for me, I was uh, boring as shit there. <laughs> yeah, I never went. I probably can count out on one one Panera bread. Yeah, yeah, he got it. <laughs> I was whack. Like I didn't go out. I didn't party. I didn't drink. I didn't. I just 
I was just oblivious. I was oblivious to the part. I didn't know like high schoolers got drunk until I was like in college. I was like, high schoolers get drunk for real? Like, ain't that like unsafe? Like, oh, I was, yeah, I was oblivious, man. So, uh, um, so I didn't know no better. But to me, so for, for to me, I got right. I got my standard ain't high. I wasn't in Miami or nothing. Um, um, so not until later did I, uh, you know, understand, you know, the party life. But so Green Bay introduced me to like the bar, you know, having a drink. Like I, I never really had done that previously. So I had a, I had a blast, <laughs> I had a blast. And it was like four, it was like three colleges um, in the city, um, you know, and obviously, um you know, it helped being, you know, uh, handsome. So <laughs> a good looking guy, a packer <laughs> back on the field an injury propels you when you, now you're standing out, people start to recognize you, your buddy, Aaron Rodgers takes over. Did you know, and this is going to sound kind of corny. We knew he was going to be good. <laughs> He's good. Good ball play. Did you have any idea of the dominance and greatness and legendary status that he was going to achieve? Like, did you know, listen, this guy's the real deal? N- no. Um, because I, I felt like he was just doing like what he was supposed to do. Like he was just ball. Like I I didn't, you know, I didn't really be like, oh yeah, he's going to be, I mean, you know, you, you do in a sense, but you don't, it's just like, you assume that because you're doing, you assume that everybody is doing it. Like every other quarterback is at practice, dicing it up and, you know, going to get in the game and, you know, you might have a good game or bad game, but everybody is going to, you know do it because you I, and i guess i got spoiled just watching him doing this like, oh i got you know everybody is doing it like everybody's trying this hard and this fired up and you know this competitive and then you know over the years you see like oh you know not many people can do that Nah, this is something different you know so i didn't i didn't really know it until later on that, that magical run the super bowl run was there a moment a play something happened throughout the season or the postseason when deep down you're like we're going to win the Super Bowl. Was it anything? Did anything happen? Like, I'm going to win the Super Bowl this year. So the year before, was the year before? Yeah, I think it was in Florida. The Super Bowl was in Florida. And uh, and I was I was uh, with my buddy Lavelle Hawkins, uh, played for the Titans. Mm-hmm. Um, I was with my other buddy, uh, Tim Brown, played in Canadian League, uh, got a great cup and stuff. So we, 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 we played against each other in high school and just went to City College together and just became friends. So my buddies. Um, we were just having a deep conversation just about sports and football, our teams, what we're doing. And, um, you know, I was telling about our team and I was just telling them all of the, all of the talent that we had with Aaron Rodgers at the thing. I was like, I was like, watch y'all next year. We, I'm going to win the Super Bowl. And, uh, and, you know, low, and I just, it was just, so I just knew it. I just knew it. So, for me, there was never in, in but the, the key was if I'm starting, we'll win the Super Bowl. Like I'll I'll, I'll I won't let us lose. Like you'll will them to win, yeah. Yeah, like and it just happened. So I, I never for me it was just like it was just I already knew. Like I don't know. I just it wasn't even a doubt. So it wasn't a moment to say, Oh yeah, we're gonna win the Super Bowl. It was like if I'm starting, we gonna win. So we I'm so I was starting and we winning. Like I don't know. That's how I felt. <laughs> the, the wildest stat I just saw. Uh, is you guys had six losses. Every loss was like by four points or less. Like every game you not should have won, you could have won every single game. Right. Hey, yeah. take, take, take me this, Des. One of my closest friends is Chris Canty. He played for the Giants. And the two weeks before the Super Bowl, 
I, I was with him a lot and he was, it was annoying for him. He was getting calls about tickets and this and that those right. two weeks before the Super Bowl, as a player, I know you want to shut everything out. Did you have to deal with any nonsense with tickets, with media, like stuff like that? Uh, nah. Um, you know, I think I think the position I was in, nobody was really worried about me like that. You know, Chris Canty was, you know, big name. Huh. You know, the guy I was, nobody cared about. <laughs> so I, I didn't really, I didn't really experience nothing like that. No crazy stories. Well, you became a household name during the Super Bowl. Every play gets magnified times a million. You went from playing Juco to in front of 111 million people at the Super Bowl. Just take us through the play. And you probably told it a million times, the famous fumble play that just, you became a household name after that. So take us through that whole play. Um, I, I think I, I remember thinking, um, you know, I, I remember knowing what play they was about to do. You know, I just, I knew where they were going. Um, and I actually, I didn't want to, you know, sometimes when you know the play and you go too early, it kind of mess you up. So I was trying to time it up just right. Um, and I, I feel like I got, I, it was, I was a little late doing that, but I knew where the play needed to go. And, um, and so I, I got there, like I willed myself, I kind of got blocked a little bit. I had to get off the block and I was seeing everything happen in front of me in slow motion. And, um, and I seen the ball pop out and I seen that nobody else really was paying attention enough. And I was just in the perfect spot to, to, uh, to, to scoop it up. And, you know, I, I always make fun of people who are trying to scoop up a fumble and they lose it. And like 50 people trying to dive on the ball. Like that's annoying to me. It's like, bro, the ball is right. Just pick it up. Like it ain't like y'all I'm making y'all make y'all embarrassing us right now. <laughs> I'm embarrassing athletes. So I'm thinking like, I'm about to just scoop it up. And I'm, I see Ben kind of, he noticed, but it's too late. And I'm like, you know, I would never, I would never let myself live if I let Ben Roethlis tackle me. So he's not tackling me. I don't care what. Um, so, um, so but before I can get going, um, I think the center, he jumped on my legs and, and, and tackled me. Um, but you know, I was just excited. I was excited, man, to be, to be able, um, to make a play like that. You kind of instantly know, like, it's the game changers to turnover. It's the Super Bowl. Everything is magnified. So it's just, man, it's, it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's a great feeling. Let's play trivia question. Who was either who sang the national anthem or who was the halftime show? Do you remember? Definitely not. Really? You don't, you don't remember it? Not even. I, I, I Christina Aguilera sang national anthem right. and halftime show was black eyed peas and Usher. You don't remember that? Nah. Too, too busy worried about the game. Yeah. <laughs> and then after that, you are now you're a big name. You signed a big contract. First dumb purchase you made. I think I bought like a Gucci watch. <laughs> I think I bought a Gucci watch. I think Gucci watches were like popular at the time. And I think I bought a Gucci watch. But you know, I'm just this is probably gonna be the most boring podcast that you ever had, bro. I, I no really way, didn't buy, I really didn't buy anything um extravagant like I didn't I was I was kind of conscious of that a little bit like I, I didn't really I'm simple guy I didn't need I didn't need nothing so I, I didn't really besides a Gucci watch I didn't you know mm. and you don't gotta be flashy in Green Bay let's be honest right 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 sweats <laughs> sweats all sweats everywhere <laughs> you signed the big contract and now I want to talk about the side of football that not many people talk about because when you're not in the spotlight we forget about you you get injured right away mentally playing your whole life never really being injured how do you deal with that mentally? Like, hey, I just signed the big deal, and now I got hurt. Are you worried about disappointing the team, rushing back? How, how mentally? Because you're not prepared for that. 
Yeah, uh, man, it was it was tough. It was it was it was super challenging. Um, you know, you had you had up days, you had down days, um, but um, I don't know. I just came from I came from a, a, a place where it's like it for me it was just adversity. You know what I mean? I just looked at it as adversity and I had faced it so much, you know, just with, you know, not starting, not playing, not being drafted, not or not being drafted or not being, you know, not being recruited. So I was used to just something like not going the way you wanted it to go. So I just kind of approached it like that. But it was it was tough. You all those things you want to get back, help the team, um, you know, um, you know, you just want to you you. I just love the game. Like I just, I want to, I want to play, you know, I want to play, you know? Um, and so, yeah, it was, it was, it was rough. I ain't gonna lie. It was rough. And you love green Bay. The team that drafted you, that's, they wanted you. Yeah. When the time comes, unfortunately you get cut. How does that happen? Is it an email, a text? Like they call you in a des, thank you for your service, but that's it. How does yeah, that happen? Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I was think I was just in the facility and, uh, I don't remember who came and got me, but they was like, man, coach want to see you upstairs, you know? And, um, you know, it was the same thing. At first it was like, I was, I, it didn't even dawn on me that I could possibly be getting cut. I thought I'm like, dang, what did I do? Did I get in trouble? You know, what, what did I, did I tweet something crazy? Like what's going on? Right? And then I'm walking, I'm like, and then I'm like, nah, I know I can't be getting cut because, it's the same thing. Just turn on the film. Like, it, like this ain't my opinion. This ain't, I'm not by it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like check the stats or like PPF. Like, y'all do a, something like, I, I, this ain't, you know what I mean? Like what's going on? So I, it can't be that, but uh, uh, they called me in the office. Um, I, I think the GM, I think, uh, was it not Ted, I think Ted might've been out and it was like his assistant, the assistant GM. I don't remember who it was actually um and uh he was like yeah man we're uh we're gonna let you go and i was in my mind i'm thinking like what the like what the heck this can't be real like this is i'm dreaming like this is not like this is not how i seen this thing you know working out you know because just previously i was i was talking about how um i just felt better i, I felt i understood the game better and uh, being hurt actually helped me in a sense that I, I had to focus on all of these small muscles. I was actually better now. I was actually faster, more explosive. I was, you know, I had to really focus on my diet. So I was like, I'm finna be, I'm finna be the Ray Lewis of Green Bay. Like this is, cause not cause it's, it's just, I don't know, come easy to me in a mm -hmm. sense. Like I've been doing it so long, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, so no, nah, he, um, he, um, it's like, yeah, we're gonna let you go and blah blah. Just clean out your locker, um, bring your iPad. You know, they don't get they. Somebody already got your iPad and everything, oh. um, and you know, uh, good luck and you know, that's it. Now, let me ask you this because then I really became familiar with you after the Super Bowl because as a New York guy, you were in the New York papers. I don't know if you were teasing me or teasing the Giants, but Sports Talk Radio, you were talking about maybe signing with the Giants. I don't know how true that was, but you know, every free agent's always linked out here to New York. What made you go to Minnesota? Was it the cold weather? Why not come to the to Big Blue? Because you were rumored here and you were linked here for a bunch of times. Oh man! Remember how I said I don't have uh, many regrets in my life. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is one. Okay. Minnesota, and I, you know, it's over. I can say it now it was the worst decision um, that I that I could have made. I, I believe, you know. Um, but I, I went there for a couple of reasons. One, 
I love playing against Adrian Peterson. I, you know, he's one of the best. And I thought it would be awesome to be a teammate of his. And, you know, um, you know, they had a couple good players. I'm like, man, I can help them. I can help them win. You know, um, that was one, um, you know, and honestly, I wanted to, I took it personal a little bit and I wanted to, I wanted to get it, give, get it, get back, give it back to green Bay a little bit for, you know, really for cutting me. Mm-hmm. And, um, and you know how, you know, how I say like when I put my mind to something, it's just, that's what it is. Like if I had to play green Bay, I'd have, I'd have sacked Aaron right. I'd have, <laughs> I'd have sacked them and I'd have did the belt. You know what I'm saying? I'd have did like all that. It was already like, it ain't nothing that can possibly stop this from happening. But, um, you know, I, I get hurt before that happens, but it was just, you know, I just, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't, it, the, the treatment there, it wasn't, it wasn't good, man. I was, I felt like an outsider. Like they really kind of, um, you know, and when I finally became, when I finally became the starter, um, they, uh, the, the coach was like, man, I don't, I don't agree with this. Um, but upstairs is making this decision. Um, but you know, whatever, like good luck. Um, so it was, it was kind of, it was, it, it wasn't a good situation, but, but yeah, my agent was from there at the time. So yeah, Minnesota kind of, it made sense. I saw I had been there, been to the city. I love the city. Um, so yeah, that was all, those were like the main reasons that, that made me uh, pick them. Hey Des, I'm just curious, before you signed with the, with, with the Vikings, did you speak to Brett Favre about his comeback? Nah, I didn't. Nah, I didn't, I didn't even, that was above my pay grade, I think. Yeah, I didn't even really, I didn't even really have too much of a relationship with Brett Favre like that to, um, to really call him. But uh, at the time, Greg Jennings, who was a good friend, you know, he was going to the Vikings and he kind of recruited me over there as well. So I was like, Hey, you know, I get a familiar face. Um, you know, I knew we had Brett Favre had done it and yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably, probably for some of the same reasons as me. So I'm like, I don't feel too good. That's right. <laughs> and uh, let's go. <laughs> when your time was coming down to an end, when you went to the Cardinals, when was the moment you knew it was time to hang up the cleats? And was it ever a thought in your mind to go play overseas somewhere? Cause you love the game. Was that ever a thought in your mind? When it first, uh, probably, um, what was it? For? Oh, when, when I got cut from the Cardinals at the end of the year, I never, I never got a chance to really, I never got a chance to play. Um, I was kind of nursing that the ACL. So I really wasn't 100%. Um, and then they released me at the end of the year and they brought me back and then released me again. I'm like, all right, I'm, like, I feel like, you know, I feel like the dudes you used to, you know, watch, you know, you used to see them kind of going through stuff, but you didn't really, you couldn't really understand it. I was like, okay, I, I see the, I see the writing on the wall um, with this thing. But uh, I, I I just, I, I, I couldn't let that sink in though, but I, I knew it, but I was like, nah, nah, I, I can't let that sink in. And so I even, I went harder. I went harder training. I went harder. Uh, probably hardest I ever been because I was backed up against the wall like the most I ever been. So um, I really at the Niners I was really the lightest I ever been. It was the first time I could train in the off season in a while from the injuries. My diet was even more strict. I was like, you know, I was I went hard and I was ready to go. And then uh, I think the third preseason game with the Niners in 2015. I think I broke my. I was making a tackle. I broke my thumb and my wrist and um that put me out for like 
you know, 11 weeks. And I was like, all right, man, like some, some is just maybe telling me like, hang it up. Like, you know, um, and uh, so, so then I kind of, I was like, all right, you know, I, the writing's on the wall. I get it. So you hang up the cleats, you dip your toe in, to- uh, in coaching. Do you enjoy that? Yeah. Yeah. I like coaching. Um, I enjoy it. I enjoy it. It's fun. But now, now here's my question for you. I do this podcast on the side. I love interviewing people. You have a podcast. You have AJ Hawk on. You have a police chief. I'm like, I love the way it's going to go. You're not only going to have NFL guys on. You're not yeah. only going to have on this. What happened to it? Because you have four <laughs> No, no. I went, went When you and I started texting each other, I'm like, yeah. well, let me go check out his stuff. Dude, you and AJ Hawk had great chemistry. The police chief interview was incredible. Why'd you stop doing it? Uh, I probably... I, I... I don't know. I, I'm, I don't know if I'm really a podcaster like that. I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I just, I don't know. I, I don't be liking to talk that much. <laughs> well, now let's go to the next thing. What's going on with this boxing promoting? Are you promoting boxing now? Are you a big boxing fan? Well, what's going on with that? Um. Yeah. So, Um. yeah, me and my business partner, we kind of had the kind of the same idea kind of around the same time. And, uh, and uh, we just kind of, you know, went after it, you know, um, you know, he, he's a, he's a, he's a doer, man. He's a, he's a, he's a, he's a go-getter. So, um, he kind of made it happen and we kind of dabbled in it. Um, and then we kind of, uh, kind of got sidetracked with, with coaching and stuff. And, um, but yeah, we did it for a little bit. I, I, um, you know, boxing right now is like my favorite sport. I, I, I was never really a boxing fan, you know, Mayweather fighting, you know, the big names mm-hmm. Tyson or something, but, uh, you know, I watched the fight. Um, I watched Manny Pacquiao versus Broner a couple years ago. I love Manny. My, my wife's Filipina, so um, we have to watch. Everything is Manny Pacquiao. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Yeah, Manny Pacquiao, you know, he good. So I started watching it. It just kind of re-piqued my interest, and I just really started diving into the – and I, I really – I really, I'm just like a competition junkie kind of. Like, I, I just want the I, – I, I care about the, you know, the sweet science of mm-hmm. it, but I just want to know, like, who – who has like the mentality, who gonna, who the, who the hardest can, who gonna compete the hardest and who gonna have the most heart. Like that's, you know, um, so I just kind of just dove in and was looking up, you know, different guys. And I was like, yo, this is fun. Like, I, I wish I can like promote like boxing. Like, I really, I, I mean, I really would love to promote like the real boxers, mm-hmm. um, you know, you know, just, just change the, the business strategy up a little bit. So, um, you know, the, so they can get actually get paid more and, and all of this, you know, political stuff. But um, no, I, I was, it was a good, it, it, it's something fun. I, I like it. I enjoy it. Now, I, I hate to do this to you because I hate pigeonholing people. And it's, I read it on the internet. And as you know, if anything on the internet, you know, it must be true. But if you read on Wikipedia, what yeah. happened with the White House thing? Because I never heard the story. Around 20 minutes ago, I'm doing a quick scroll, last minute Des Bishop prep. And I see that you couldn't meet the president. What happened with the whole story with that? Um. So I was... Um, we, we, we went there, we was on a flight, um, from the flight, we, we got on the buses, you know, we go to the white house. I'm, you know, everybody's all geared up to go. Um, you know, uh, I'm not sure the excitement level of, of everybody, but speaking for myself, I, I thought it was cool, but it wasn't like something crazy. I, I don't know. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, we're going to go get the, you know, meet the president. Like, that's cool. Um, so I didn't realize how bad I wanted to go till I couldn't go. So, so, um, so, um, you know, we getting off the bus, they're like, all right, make sure everybody has it, have the ID. And 
and I don't know, at the, at the time, you know, cell phones were a lo- lot smaller. I think they were like, I, you know, I had like a little thin one. I had my wallet in one pocket, my phone. So I, I just kind of tapped my pocket. I felt like my wallet, I thought it was my wallet, my phone. And so we get out, um, or sorry, we, we, yeah. So we get out. I'm like, oh man, I don't have my, my stuff outside, you know? So I go back on the bus and I realize that I left it on the plane. And so I was like in there looking. So they came in there and I thought they were just going to say like, all right, come on. Like, you know, you don't have your ID, just, you know, blend in with the crowd. And and they were like, they came back, they were like, yeah, man. Um, they said, you're not going to be able to go in without your ID. And I thought it was like a joke. I'm like, no, nah, right. You're just joking. It was like, yeah, no, nah, it's like security protocol and stuff. Like it's so they was like, man, just hang out here and we'll see you when we, when we get back. <laughs> So I um so I was hanging out on the bus. Um man, till they got back. It was, <laughs> I was, oh, I was did they crush you? Yeah, did they kill you when they came on the bus? Yeah, man. Everybody was all excited. Like, yeah, it was I'm like, oh, this is this is not cool. I felt I felt horrible. Like I it wasn't a good feel. I felt horrible about it. Like I was sad. I was like, man, I want to go. Um, but uh, you know, um, I was more mad though that I was the only one that forgot it. Like if somebody else, like, all right, come on, man, we could be dumb together. Yeah, <laughs> like, we'll go to the bar. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. So, so the whole team gets that picture, and you never get to meet. Obama was president, right? Yeah, Obama was. President. So you never got to meet Obama. You never got the picture. No, I never got the picture there. So, um, it was it was weird because this story kind of got like some 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 traction, which okay was, was weird, right? Yahoo picked it up, right? A lot of people was talking. A lot of people calling me like, oh man, you missed the, <laughs> you missed the White House trip and what. Happened and you know all are getting interviewed about it, and uh, so I guess um, um, Obama hears about it, and so he like contacts my agent with somebody else, and he was doing a speech in Milwaukee, and so he invited me um, to come down to meet him. So uh, so I got to meet him uh, like backstage. I got to see the the armored car, and I got to just talk to him. You know, we talk about the Bears in Chicago and. You know, just we got to, you know, shoot the breeze a little bit, took a photo and uh, he gave me a shout out when he was doing this speech. So it ended up working out. It ended up working out better. That's unbelievable. Now, how far past, uh, how far was that after you guys missed the uh, president? How far till you saw him? <laughs> oh, that's a great picture. <laughs> so, yeah, this is the, this the photo I got. to. That's take, a power man. move picture right there. <laughs> Actually, I got the ring out. I know we, we ain't got the ring, but <laughs> my dad not home. Wait, did Obama actually see the ring? Yeah, 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 yeah. I took a picture <laughs> with him. Yeah, he um he um he he got to hold it, he put it on, was flexing it. Yeah, you know, it was it was a good time. Listen, you ready to finish up with some quick hit questions? Let's just do it. You and I had a bar here in New York City. You want to impress everyone in the bar. I'm going to ask you to name drop. Who's the coolest dude in your phone that if you texted them, they would text you right back? Probably Beast Mode. So if you text them, you and I are in a bar. When you come to New York City, I'm going to give you a tour. You're going to yeah. have a few beers. You're going to text Beast Mode. He'll write back to you. I think Beast Mode hit me right back. You know, he, uh, he hit or miss, though. You know what I mean? He'd be busy. he hit or miss. But, uh, but eventually he'd get Beast back Mode, to you. Bell Hawkins. Oh, yeah, for sure. Okay, uh, okay. Bell Hawkins. Uh, you know, I got a couple. Coolest piece of memorabilia that you own, not the Super Bowl ring. I got a defensive MVP trophy in uh, um, 
in the one of the bowl, my senior year in college bowl game. I got a defensive MVP trophy. Pretty cool. Did you ever ask another player for a picture or an autograph? I don't think so. Do do you regret that or no? I don't know if I I don't know if I regret it. Um, you know, I I mean I don't, I don't know I don't really find find too much value in like a picture or an autograph. I mean I guess they worth money later on or something. Like I don't even like that ain't that ain't something I you know what I mean. Um, I feel you. Not a I I did ask uh, a picture and an autograph, not an autograph, a picture though from uh, Nate Diaz. You know what I'm saying? Because he just like, you know what I mean? Like, you got to be somebody like, not another football player. No, of course. Like, what? This thing. Like, like you know, um, Nate Diaz. You know, somebody like that, like a boxer or like a fighter. Just or like a something. bad dude. Yeah, like, I, I ask. Like, bro, I don't mean to be a, but I, you know, you, you, yeah. you're, a, you're a dog. I want to be in a picture with you. Like, yeah, for sure. Last show that Des Bishop binge watched? Uh, Prison Break. Probably Prison Break was the last one I did, too. It was Prison Break. Yeah, me and my wife watched Prison Break. We love that show. <laughs> You're a rookie in Green Bay. What food did you miss the most in Cali, and what food did you grow to love in Green Bay? You know, the the cheese curds, like, grew on me. I wasn't a fan at first, but, man, towards the end, like, I, man, cheese curds me up. <laughs> yeah. Best football movie of all time is? Um... Damn. Uh, remember the Titans. This might be generic, but now you get the schedule out a year in advance, and you played when it was Adrian Peterson, Maurice Jones, Drew, Drew Brees. As a defensive guy, are you looking more at the quarterback or the running back that you're going to play against? That you get more pumped up against? Uh, it de- it depends. It depends on like who the running back is or who the quarterback is. But yeah, I definitely did that first thing. I'm like, oh yeah, circle the circle the schedule. Um, um, but yeah, so if it if it was like a Drew Brees, if I didn't know the running back, then it was like, all right, we gotta get Drew Brees. If you know, if it's a receiver, no matter what, like whoever it is, and um, I was just kind of the type of player, like I, I, I like I, I cherish those things, especially because you know I, I felt like I didn't get credit, so I wanted to show people like like all of y'all favorite players, like I'm I'm a, I'm a wreck them, like I just I just want to wreck them because they y'all favorite and they popular. So like, I remember one time. We were playing uh, somebody, but, you know, T.O. is a big name. So, um, you know, I'm, you know, it's hard, hard to kind of get him in a Florida game, but uh, we got an interception. So now it's free. You can block everybody. I'm <laughs> passing up everybody. I'm passing up anybody who can make the tackle. I just want whoever all they, whoever they say is the guy, that's who I'm going to go get. Like, that's, you know what I mean? Just because y'all don't say my name enough. That's, that's kind of how I approach, like, the game. And so – and that's why I like coaching now. I don't like coaching. It ain't enough. Like, y'all ain't going. Like, what's your, what's your motivation? Like, <laughs> there's one more question for me, and then if Billy and Mike have a question, what's cooler, being in Madden or being on your first football card? Um, Probably being a Madden. Yeah. Everyone always says the video game. Yeah, I, I always thought being in like a, a baseball card would be like the coolest thing in the game. Yeah. Billy, any questions for Des? So, yeah, just two questions, Des. So, the number 55. The significance of it, you know, my my actual my son wore it this year, and uh, it was awesome for him because he's a huge Zadarius uh, Smith fan. Uh, okay. He was a little young for you, uh, so, <laughs> but any significance to that? The 55? number fifty-five, yeah, great number. You know, um, 
Nah, you know, um, in college, I was number 10. Yep. And they were like, uh, you know, I was like, uh, can I get that 10 off y'all? Like, it was like, no way. You gotta wear, you know, they gave me like a couple of options. And uh, 55 just kind of made the most sense. Uh, you know, it's, it's a it's a well-known linebacker number. Yeah. Um, five plus five is 10. So, you know, it's a no-brainer. All right, gotcha. And I guess that, you know, the only other question I would want to ask you. So, you know, you Super Bowl defense, Green Bay Packers. Uh, I don't know if you're still a fan. I, I heard you talk about 49er fan. You know, you've always been, but I'm sure you still – Pay attention and watch. What do you see your Super Bowl defense versus today's Green Bay Packer defense? Our defense versus uh, versus their defense. Like who's who's a better who has a better defense? Yeah. Do you see any similarities? You think you know they're on? Oh, call? Uh, oh this year, man. You know, yeah. uh, man. I haven't. I haven't. Uh, I haven't watched enough to. Um, uh enough to tell man that's I'm, I'm guilty of that bro my, my football been slacking and I keep making it a point like all right this Sunday I need to sit down but my son always has like a, a, a AAU game and we you know traveling and so I you know I haven't had time to sit down and um and, and watch but uh but yeah man I'm 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 a true Niners fan but you know Packers is always in my heart so if the if the Packers, I mean, sometimes even if they are playing the 49ers, like this last time they was playing the 49ers, I was going for the Packers. Like, you know, um, it's just kind of hit or miss, um, you know, but I'm, I'm more, I go for like, I'm more like players, you know, um, Devontae Adams um, is, you know, he from, you know, from the Bay, Aaron Rodgers, obviously, you know, teammate, Mason Crosby, the only, them probably the only two dudes left. So, you know, I got more of a connection um, to those guys and, and just a connection to Green Bay. So, um, yeah, I'm still a fan for sure. All right. Well, I remember watching them last year, and the 49ers run up and down that field and nobody, you know, able to stop them whatsoever. So Yeah. And, and people ask me, like, man, do you do you miss playing? I'll be like, nah, not really. But certain, <laughs> times, certain times I do. I'm like, bro, let me just get in to help y'all. Look, the guard keep pulling. Let me just show you. Y'all could do it. Y'all young and stuff. But let me just at least show y'all and just let me show you how to bang somebody real quick. And then y'all can take it back over, you know, that kind of thing. But um, but, but uh, only probably in September and October before it gets cold. And you want to yeah, go. Yeah, when it gets cold, I'm like, yeah, she's needing too old. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for, uh, for for taking my questions and Merry Christmas to you. And, okay. you know, congratulations. And, and, well, before you go, but hold on, Mike, any questions, Mike, or no? Uh, yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you great. You want to ask some uh, questions? Yeah, just two questions, and I'll leave you guys alone. Thank you for having me. Hey, uh, Des, uh, so uh, during the Super Bowl, did you have different feelings when you walked onto the field? Um, you may laugh at this, but uh, I played in my state championship at Ford Field, and I know that's completely different than the Super Bowl, but I just got chills when I stepped on the field because it's one of the biggest games. It's a high school we were playing on Ford Field, and it was just a great experience. And I was very nervous, but I was just curious on how you felt during the game. Yeah, no, nah, probably, probably very, very similar to you. You know, they they tell you all week, like, you know, it's going to be crazy, and you know, you see it on TV, you watch the Super Bowls, right? But when you when you actually take the field, like, it's no, there's no way you can be prepared for it. Um, but yeah, and I was nervous. I had chills. 
um, it was like a surreal moment. It was like a really surreal moment. Um, but it was, it was great. As you know, like that feeling, just being, you know, being able to be in that game, um, you know, you, you got to like appreciate it on like another level. Yeah. That's awesome, man. And then one more question is, are you allowed to tell us what Charles Woodson said, uh, during the halftime? Of course he got injured, but they always say he made a, a great speech that hopefully made you guys all pumped up. But I was just curious on if it, if it, uh, the speech was any motivation to you or pumped you guys up anymore. Oh um, yeah. And it was, it was, it was, it was, it was theatrical. Like it could have been a movie. Like <laughs> seriously, um, you know, honestly, I don't remember what he said, but I remember the feeling of, of, of what was happening. Right. He was hurt. And I remember him crying because he, you know, he wanted to play so much and he couldn't and, but he was still the leader. So he still had to, he still had to encourage us. And in the middle of encouraging us, he was just, he just like kind of broke down a little bit, um, you know, from, you know, he you could imagine what he was going through, you know? Um, yeah. And, and that motive, I never been more motivated in my life. Um, you know, to go out and, and win a game. So I don't know how everybody else felt, but for me, like Charles Wood, that's my that's my hero. He'd been my hero mm-hmm. since college. So and even playing in a in a, on the same team with him, like you know, he's still my hero. You know, um, and I always used to joke with him. I was like, man, I want to be like you when I grow up. Um, and uh, so to see him like vulnerable like that and just crying and not being able to take the field with us, but still having to lead us, uh, man, it was. It, it, it got everybody pumped. We, we, it was no way we was going to lose that game. Well, hey, thank you so much for answering my questions. And yeah, I just no want you to know that when you guys won the Super Bowl, it, it was the greatest day for many of our lives. I remember taking off my shirt and just screaming and crying. It was, it was just an amazing feeling. I bet it was an amazing feeling for all you guys when that clock zero zero the fourth quarter. So yeah, no, thank you so much for answering my questions. I really appreciate it. Yeah, no doubt. Des, listen, Des, thank you for doing this. And down there, Billy and Mike are two of the biggest Packer fans I know. That's why I told them to jump on. We'll sure. coordinate off thing. You definitely have to sign something for them, whether it be – well, I'll send you something down to them. You guys sign something up. They're the two biggest Packer fans I know. Thank okay. you for doing this. And listen, when you, seriously, when you come to New York, I'll give you a nice tour. You bring the ring. You and I will go out. We'll show everybody up the ring how cool we are. You can tell people <laughs> I'm Mason Crosby. Sound good? 